This is First You Hustle, a podcast from the Columbus College of Art and Design meant to help students and budding creative professionals put their expertise to use. I'm your host, Jordan Bell. We've talked about freelancing on this podcast, and we talk frequently about the value of networking. Sometimes, though, when you combine those two things, you get something special, a creative group of hustlers who love their work and let it shown by making sure the word pizza is in their motto, even though they don't make pizza. Talking about Pixel Park, a creative studio in Columbus that does video and animation. My name is Matt Holter, and I am the owner and creative director of Pixel Park. I'm Hilary Buchanan, and I am the art director at Pixel Park, as well as the co-founder of Creative Babes. Those are today's guests, and we talked about the value of a good coworker, the need for fun in the workplace, and the evolution of going from freelance to starting a creative business. And you know you have this talent, you have this skill, but you don't know how well it's going to translate and how good are you compared to everybody else. You have a career that's starting to, to move and take off. It's validating of, oh, I wasn't crazy this whole time. I am pretty good at this. Good people want to work with good people. It's 90% personality, 10% creative when you're hiring for a team. Once a week, I try to do something that really lightens the mood. Something that says, hey, we're on these jobs, they're big jobs, they're serious, but we can all look at each other and have fun and laugh, and it's really not that big of a deal at the end of the day. By the end of this episode, you'll realize that where you work and what you do sometimes all hinges on who you're with. Welcome back to another episode of First You Hustle. I like today's topic. It's an X factor in employment satisfaction, something you can't completely control, but with getting into the right circles, you can to some degree. I talked with Matt Holter and Hilary Buchanan of Pixel Park, a creative video and animation studio in Columbus, about how their business came to be and why it's just so fun to work there. It's a great lesson in the value of creative ambition and not losing sight of loving what you do. Also, as they tell their journey into businessdom, you'll get a sense of the rather organic nature in turning a solo freelancing journey into a team approach. Pixel Park is a creative studio here in Columbus that focuses on video and even more drilled into that animation. Um, we do a lot of 2D <coughs> flat motion graphic type of animation. Uh, we're looking to expand that even more into some more 3D um, as well as some shooting and editing. We see so many different kinds of things. Um, we do a lot of explainer videos. So we'll take a big concept and condense it into hopefully like a 60 to 90 second spot. And videos like that, any company can benefit from them and they use them anywhere from social to their website. And videos just blowing up all the time. So there's no shortage. And we do videos like that for really big companies like Nationwide. Um, and we'll also partner with smaller companies or just organizations that we're really excited about. So I always like to share that because I think we do have a lot of clients that we've been working with for a really long time who really keep our lights on. But then um, we like to partner with people who are just doing really cool things. Yeah, it could be a Fortune 500 company or it could be a startup that just needs to explain their new app and how it works. We'll do graphics packages. Basically, the way I describe it to people is like if you watch TV and you see any graphics that are moving, like Sherlock incorporates a lot of graphics within the show. And even though that's an entertainment, that's still 
a way that you see motion graphics all the time and you may not even realize it. So Yeah, a lot of times folks will ask what we do and I'll explain it and they'll kind of give me a weird look like, what does that mean? And then if a TV's on, I'm like, okay, almost every commercial has something moving mm -hmm. that isn't just live action. It's like, that's what we're doing. And so it's everywhere. Um, so we have pretty good job security in that way. Where video is not going away anytime soon. As the owner, I wear a lot of hats. I think that's going to be common of a, a lot of small businesses. I think a lot of people on our team are in the same boat. Um, I like doing the creative directing. Uh, I usually pick a handful of different jobs throughout the year that I can really focus in on that. And as art director, um, like Matt said, I actually wear more than just that hat. And I started as a graphic designer um, with actually not an animation or motion graphics background. So um, I don't do very much of the actual motion, but I do a lot of the storyboarding and um, concepting behind how the pieces will actually move, and I design for that. Um, but as I've moved more into an art director role, I get to kind of oversee some projects some more um, and determine the style and really try and understand what the client's message um, and tone is so that we can really move the project in that direction. Um, but I write. And every once in a while, I do a little bit of scratch track voiceover. And yeah, I kind of do just whatever needs to be filled in. So we all wear a lot of creative hats for sure. And literal hats as well. Yeah, I'm wearing a hat. <laughs> <laughs> I could go really far back and be super brief there uh, with the classic story of running around in the backyard with my friends in like junior high making movies. And that was kind of the start of, which is true of a lot of folks that do video. That's uh, usually a lot of where it starts is making quote unquote movies. I, uh, I went to Bowling Green um, and I studied video and film there. My brother had told me when I was in school that when I graduate I have to be somewhat aggressive in order to get hired and to prove myself. And that was huge for me. That was a game changer. Because up until graduating, you can kind of sit back and wait on other folks and they tell you, okay, do this, do that. And then when you graduate, unless you get a job right off the bat, you're kind of just sitting out in the middle of nowhere. And my brother was like, you have to be aggressive and you have to go after things. You can't just sit back and wait. If I'm sitting back, no one's gonna say, okay, here's this freelance job, here's that job, here's that. I have to go out and I have to get those. Same thing with starting Pixel Park. No one was going to say, here's all the steps to start a company. So if I would have just waited, it never would have happened. I had to be aggressive in that and take a lot of action steps to make it happen. And spent the next three years in Los Angeles freelancing. My wife and I always wanted to move back to Ohio. Um, she's from Columbus. We had our eyes set on Columbus. And uh, so in 2012, we moved back to Ohio. I continued freelancing and the work, there was just way more work than I could handle, which was a good a good problem to have and that was my goal uh, was just taking as much as I could and it was at that point it was the very beginning of 2013 that I wanted to start bringing people into it put a name on it and really start to try to grow it and so that's when I first reached out to Hillary you reached out to me and you said hey Hill like I see that you're doing some graphic design we go way back I um, know his wife we were best friends in middle school and high school and so he saw that I had been posting graphic design on Instagram and said hey I see that you're doing this would you be interested in designing for animation and I was hungry. I was like right out of getting my associates in design. And so I said yes, not really knowing what to expect. Um, and we just got the ball rolling. It was really fun. You really, you helped me so much kind of explaining the process and how it works. First starting it, it's like, hey, Pixel Park, we're, we're a team of folks, uh, you know, all working together. And it's, you know, it's me just starting it and, and bringing folks on. And so... Yeah, when it first started, it was still me freelancing and then just bringing on folks as we move forward. And we really started to get a lot of momentum as 2013 continued. That was when things really started to take off, where we got an office space. We started to bring more mm -hmm. people on. 
Um, and I think that was really, that was the most fun that I had had up until that point in my career because it was like, we're a real company. We're getting big jobs and this is, yeah, we were just having a lot of fun things with Starter Cruise and then. I think it's our natural instinct to focus on the creative side. And that's what we did a lot early on. And it's still obviously a big focus of ours. We're continuing to put more pieces in place where, okay, if we're gonna continue to grow this company, and we're gonna have success, you have to have smart business savvy as you go. Well, you've, I think you've taken a lot of steps in the past year to two years to really hone in on that. Yep. Because it was, I mean, we were all young. We were, I mean, Matt and I were, you know, mid-20s. Yeah, I started Pixel Park, I was 27. Yeah, so we, I mean, we didn't, I know that I didn't know anything about business. And I think that we kind of just started to build the clientele, build the work, and then the business kind of has come more recently, I would say. Yeah. Business yeah. focus. And I guess I can step back as a freelancer. You have to learn how to hustle. And you realize you're totally by yourself when it comes to finding work and making money. It was a challenge at first doing that, but once I started having success as a freelancer, I say success, starting to land jobs, starting to book things. You know, as a freelancer, if you're working a couple weeks a month, that's great. You know, you're starting to get get uh, starting to get moving. Um, I think it was that drive as a freelancer that drove me to push Pixel Park because I liked it, and it was. I don't want to say it was addicting. That seems a little. <laughs> that sounds a little weird. But the drive to land new jobs and um, to be pushing and making a career out of it as a freelancer, that was so exciting. And I had always thought I'd love to be a freelancer. Um, and so once I started moving that in, in Los Angeles, I, it kind of, it opened up a lot of doors and gave me a lot of confidence where I thought, well, maybe I can start a company now too, because I've, I've been able to do the freelancing thing and make that work. You know, you graduate and you know, you have this talent, you have this skill but you don't know how well it's gonna translate and how good are you compared to everybody else. Mm -hmm. And so it's validating when you have a career that's starting to, to move and take off, it's validating of, oh, I wasn't crazy this whole time. I am pretty good at this. And then when I paired that with freelancing as well and being able to navigate charging rates and this or that, is it's a challenge at first and you second guess yourself constantly. I have the theory where as a freelancer, you have to get over a certain hump. A lot of folks early on, they'll ask me, and, I asked these same questions with my buddies when we were first getting going. It's like, how much are we worth? How, how much can we charge? And you really have to get over a hump where you can start to demand that more. And I think that's where it gets really exciting. And it can be, it can take some time to get there. I think a lot of folks try to do that way too quickly and try to get way too demanding. And it's like, okay, you have to prove yourself in order to do that. It's been a lot of little steps. So there wasn't that, hey, I'm doing this now and then I had that magic phone call and everything changed. It was a lot of little steps. Uh, when I first graduated, I felt like I had a good portfolio. It was, hey, go talk to this person, go talk to that person, and I was eager, and I was, I didn't get hired right away, and I had a lot of questions, and there's a lot of, you know, a lot of second guessing there. I thought I was so talented. Coming out, I graduated, and then I had trouble finding a job right off the bat. It was a, just a lot of conversations. It was slowly building my portfolio, and it really was just years and years of hard work and building connections and then maintaining those. And there's certain folks that I lost touch with that four years later, it's like, oh, I wish I would have kept up with that person, and that's going to happen. Um, but I think one of, one of my strengths through it that I encourage a lot of folks to do 
is to follow up with those folks and, and really start to build your network as early on as possible. Um, I really started doing that, I'd say, a year or two after I graduated, and I wish I would have started even sooner with my classmates because once I had graduated, I didn't keep in touch with those folks, and that was a big regret I had a couple years out was why didn't I, that, that's where it should all start right there. Mm -hmm. And then I think it's just a lot of little steps. It's, it's looking to impress everyone, not in a weird way, but I've found that it could be kind of a weird connection of, hey, my aunt does this, will you send her your work? And sometimes that opens big doors. Um, you know, it could be someone working at a company that you wouldn't expect, it's not necessarily the boss, or you know, some high up, it's like, this person really liked you, and then three years later, they gave you a call because they really liked you, and now they want you to hop on this job. So it's really just being a good person and connecting with a lot of folks and just letting them know what you do. For Matt, the path was fairly straightforward. Study video, do freelance video, create a video and animation company. For Hillary, the path had a few curves. Her education was not in a creative background, so for her, Pixel Park meant a turn down a very different path and actually step into an industry she had not worked in before. It was not scary to start taking classes and learn the skills. Um, I found that really exciting. I am very type A, and I grew up with an extremely artistic older brother. He, right now he's working on a comic and he's just insane. Um, and I'm not that type of creative. So I think I always, I didn't really identify with the creative, the word even creative, which I think is ironic now. But so I, exploring that wasn't super scary. It was really interesting to me. I really liked I feel like I found a home in graphic design because it feels like there's a strong process and there's a lot of reasoning and um, communication that's a part of that. But then when I did kind of transition into the industry per se, I did find it really scary and really quite terrifying. I fortunately had a girlfriend named Thea Bergstedt um, who was kind of in front of me for a few years. She did the same thing. She did studied something else in her undergrad and then she went back to school for design um, down in Cincinnati. And she had been working with an agency for a number of years. So she really helped me navigate that. I think I would have been so terrified without her. She really just helped me understand how the industry kind of works and what it's like to work at, at an agency and how to. I mean, she helped me prepare files for my first screen print. Um, but I did find it really intimidating. I don't now because I think I've kind of found my home and I think I've found that you can create whatever sort of environment you want to. Just, you know, my first exposure to like this kind of intense agency, I mean, yeah, just kind of like this intensity, I think really frightened me, but it, it doesn't have to be like that. You kind of create your own, your own pace and you find your home in a studio or in freelance. I think having a mentor is huge. Because if you're trying to navigate the waters by yourself, I think it can feel very intimidating. And again, you can second guess yourself a lot. And I think having a mentor, whether that's formal or not, can really help with that. And it can be multiple people and it could be really casual as you go through your career. But I know I have a couple people that, I again, it was super casual, but I would just ask them questions. Mm -hmm. And I think that gave me a lot of confidence early on. The past few years, I think I've said to Matt, I really wish I had a mentor because moving into this art director role, I, I've never worked in another studio. I don't know how other people do this. 
Um, and there's something really beautiful about that, but it's also kind of scary because you don't have a template. Um, and we recently hired a business developer, Kelly Sells, and she is so wonderful and so amazing and comes to us with so much experience. And I told her the other day, I said, you feel like a mentor to me. I didn't expect my mentor to be a business developer, but I've been able to ask her questions about what are, who are the best art directors and creative directors you've worked with and why. And um, So your mentor doesn't even need to be the person who's doing your job. And I think, too, again, I look back at some folks that I would consider that a mentor for me. And at the time, I just thought it was, oh, this person's my friend. It's someone I'm working with at the studio for a few mm-hmm. months, whatever. But that was happening as it went. So I think, again, it can be somewhat casual. Um, it doesn't need to be, hey, sit down with someone and say, can you mentor me mm-hmm. every day for the next year? <laughs> it, can be, it can be very casual, but I think asking a lot of questions. Um, I was surprised how many times I could say, hey, will you go out to lunch with me? Will you grab coffee? And can we just talk? I have questions. A lot of that is putting yourself out there. I think early on it could be difficult because you don't know the, next, the best ne- next steps to take and you're not super connected yet either. And so I think it can be, well, where do I go from here? And I always tell folks, do whatever you can, find groups to be a part of. Um, that could even be other folks that are doing the same thing as you, that are just your buddies. Uh, that was true of me, again, early on. There were like five or six of us that happened to all be video editors. We, that's how we found each other, um, working at different shops, but then we became friends, and then we were able to help point each other to different places, and that was more, that was maybe less being a mentor, but that's just how things really started to spiderweb from there. It was just getting connected and not being too shy and kind of sitting in your own little bubble. You have to be able to put yourself out there. And early on, that can be really difficult. Um, it can mm-hmm. be scary. When I was still taking classes, that's when I started sharing just on Instagram, just sharing that I was doing the design thing. And a lot of my first jobs came from friends and people I knew. Um, there was a lot of trade involved with a lot of those because I just wanted to build my portfolio. So I remember working with Franklin and Psycho Works was one of my first jobs and I got to design a patch and a poster um, and do some logo concepts for them, and um, which was awesome. I, it was real world experience and even just having something become physical, I'd never designed a patch before. So you, you learn a lot just by taking those jobs. Um, and then when I was out of school, I really started diving into some of the more formal networking groups in Columbus, the creative groups, um, and those are always sprouting up. I just went to a creative morning, my first creative mornings um, this month, and those are excellent places to just naturally meet people. And I would say I encourage people not to be afraid to speak to other people that they recognize or admire. Um, I, I think there's no harm in going up to someone and saying, hey, you know, I know you own such and such studio I think it's so awesome you do such beautiful work um just being really natural about it I think those places are great because you can be natural and you don't have to force a portfolio or a business card or you don't have to talk about your work unless it comes up because I think at the end of the day the one thing that we know at least here at Pixel Park is that people good people want to work with good people it's what did we say yesterday 90% 90% personality, 10% creative yeah. when it comes to when you're hiring for a team. It's so much about just being able to have a good relationship with the person you're working with. And so I think I think it's just important to be yourself and be natural. The networking scene led Hillary and a friend to discover that for creative women, there was still a need for venue and conversation. 
This led to the creation of Creative Babes, which after three years is still going strong in Columbus. I, I was working for Pixel Park not full-time yet, um, and I got together with a girlfriend of mine who owns her own photography business, Megan Lee Barnard, and we were just... Um, out for drinks and we got talking about all of these creative women that we knew and we realized there wasn't a whole lot of overlap which I found interesting because I kind of was seeing the same people out so I thought it was interesting that we didn't have that overlap and and I had been talking about a lot of the events that I had, that I had been going to and I think they're fantastic and they serve a purpose but I wanted something that was even more organic and more grassroots and more natural Um, So we decided that night to create an event, just one event called Creative Babes. And we went back to um, Megan Lee's place and kind of just came up with a format that we were excited about. And then we threw the event and it attracted a completely different demographic, psychographic than we expected. We expected a lot of traditional creatives like from the industry um but we got a lot of different types of women like bike enthusiasts and you know nurses who just maybe have a creative side hobby or are just interested in creativity so the community itself is way bigger than just um creative industry folks i think that the mission and the heart is still the same um we really just want to bring women together in a really natural inspiring setting um, we want people to find a place to belong. So that that has remained the same. Um, but we, we're always trying to listen to our community and kind of direct it in the ways that we think it will benefit them most. So we do have a lot of makers in our community. So we've had um, four markets that we've put on. Um, we've done so many different kinds of workshops, some that are opportunities to create, to learn a creative skill. Others are business-oriented. Um, things of that nature and we just try and have a lot of fun with it since it's a side hustle we just try and enjoy ourselves and keep it lighthearted and keep people excited about it we have a website creativebabes.com and we're also on facebook and instagram as creative babes we have a quarterly gathering on february 22nd just down the street at watershed distillery and i would also encourage if anyone is an illustrator or a designer we do an annual coloring book project where you can submit artwork And we produce a coloring book, and for each one sold, one is donated to Kids at Nationwide Children's Hospital. So it's one of our favorite collaborative projects. So that's a really easy way to get involved if if you're an artist. Pixel Park is located near Grandview, just west of downtown Columbus. It is in an area where there used to be a lot of industry and warehouses, but like most of the city, it too is being taken over by creative enterprises and new businesses. Their offices used to be home to another distinctly fun, creative outfit, Jenny's Ice Cream, which is fitting because much like Jenny's, their walls are bright and warm, a reflection of the people who work there. If you go to their website, you'll see that it isn't just a creative studio, it's a human studio, powered by pixels and pizza. Home to creatives, animators, illustrators, and lovers of Goosebumps, the children's horror books. You know, the ones with the bumpy covers. There's a wall of Nerf guns, and I suppose you can never be too safe these days, and there's lots of space to be collaborative and be creative. This is on purpose. If pizza and an occasional re-walk down memory lane with a quick read of Night of the Living Dummy 3 are the things that make you creative, then why take that away and still expect creativity? But I'm overthinking it. It's not like Matt created this place in a lab, carefully plotting out a specific reason why they needed Nerf guns. It's been intentional, 
but also very organic. So the Nerf guns, I just wanted Nerf guns. And I'm just a kid at heart, and so I'll just go grab one and we all start shooting each other. It's been intentional where once a week I try to do something that really lightens the mood. And whether or not that's just ordering in lunch, play Pictionary, something that says, hey, we're on these jobs, they're big jobs, they're serious, but we can all look at each other and have fun and laugh, and it's really not that big of a deal at the end of the day. And I think having that lightheartedness takes so much pressure off, and that's so important for creatives. Because if you feel pressure to perform, that's when you can sink into a hole and think, well, all of a sudden your mind goes blank and you're not sure where you could take this and you start second-guessing everything. If you can relieve that from folks and take the pressure off and let them be free creatively, that's where you can really shine. Well, I think then people aren't afraid to speak up and share their ideas. And I mean, some ideas are going to be stupid and some are going to be awesome. And as a creative, you kind of dance the line, I think, with that all the time. And I mean, the one thing, Matt has always been about people first. It's always been about the people that work here and the people that we work with. Um, And so I think that's just naturally, whether you're in intentional about the choices you make that's always the heart behind the choices you make Matt and um, yeah I think as a creative person as an artist it it does open up room to just explore more there's still friction like I wouldn't say that it's peace love and happiness just because you run a business that way but there's friction and there's but there's productive things that come from that friction I've worked places before where I've been yelled at and said, be creative. And the door is slammed. And then I have, it's like, okay, now it's go time. And it's so suffocating and stifling that I noticed that my creativity was just nose diving. And I would lose confidence of what am I doing wrong? And then I've worked other places. This is kind of from bouncing around freelancing where I didn't realize it until I necessarily, okay, I'm freelancing at some place for a month. And I'm like, my work has been really good this month. I really like these people. They're letting me roam. Obviously, you know, you have to have stuff in place that you have to make sure the client's happy with what they're getting. But having a place that you can take a deep breath and relax and really sink in and feel really good about it, then the work just speaks for itself. When I built Pixel Park, I put that in place. as one of the first things I wanted to do was make sure it was a place that people felt comfortable and that the creatives could really roam free as much as possible. Sometimes I'm a little blind to our per, our perception mm-hmm. or what people perceive of us. Um, but yeah, we, I've noticed a lot of folks when they reach out, they have quirky ways of doing so, which I think is fun. And you want people to be that way, to stand out. Um, you don't want to be overly pushy. Mm-hmm. But you know, we need to know if we're getting, you know, in a given year, 100 designers reaching out, who's going to stand out from that crowd. And that's where, that's where the 90% personality, I used to say 50-50. It's 50% how good you are <laughs> and having the talent, and it's 50% you know, just being easy to work with and being a likable person. And that is 100% true to add up the math there. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to, you know, you have to be good to work with. Yeah, because you're, you're working with each other every single day. You can be super, super talented. But if people don't like working with you, you're not going to go anywhere. I know that one thing that, that has come up and continues to come up um, is a focus on a passion project that we really care about like a message that we really want to tell um because you know we have the tools to do that and we know how to do that but you don't often have time to really focus on your own projects and so that's something that i know that 
we talk about a lot, like what is a message that we want to share, whether that's, you know, benefiting the earth or humankind or our city. Um, I think that a lot of us here have feel that responsibility as a creative to really use our skills to do something that's good for the world. We'd like to create more original content. Mm -hmm. So whether that would be a cartoon uh, or something like that, we're, we're dabbling. We got, we got some things cooking right now. When it comes to our current clients, we really genuinely like a lot of our clients. And in the end, it goes back to that, that relationship with folks where we like the people we're working with, and that is so important, mm -hmm. and we want to continue to find folks like that. And that's something I didn't realize when I started Pixel Park would be so important, was finding folks to work with as coworkers, but also as clients that we genuinely like and want to work with. Mm -hmm. And that means so much to the team as well. The message here to take away Think about who you work with. We always talk about networking as a pre-job activity, something you do just to find an interview, but it's also useful in finding people that you click with, can find a creative stride, and will genuinely enjoy working with. For creative fields, this is so important. In that last bit, Hillary and Matt talked about what the future might bring for Pixel Park, and you can see that they are very reflective of their backgrounds. Matt used to make movies in his backyard and is now thinking about original content ideas. Hillary studied international development and has nonprofit experiences, which is a great foundation for being community conscious, and now she's thinking about ways Pixel Park can use their media savvy for public good. When you find that the walls within which you work are inviting and positive and enjoyable, these passion projects go from daydreams to reality. That's our episode this week. Thanks as always for tuning in. Catch up on past episodes by subscribing to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or liking us on Facebook. Take care, everybody. Our theme is Jimmy H. Boogaloo by the Juanitos, Creative Commons license from the Free Music Archive.